158. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. We have here in verse 58 a continuation of verse 57. So these two work together. Elizabeth, uh, the time came for her to give birth. She bears a son. The neighbors and relatives hear about this birth. So uh, we once again are reminded of Elizabeth's secrecy all the way back in Luke 124. And the neighbors are reminded of this birth or they, they come to know of this birth. And they see that God has been merciful to Elizabeth. That he's shown her great mercy. And then, what does that prompt them to do? The result of this great mercy is that they rejoice with her. They, they, they know that what has happened is from God and of God. And so they rejoice. And I want to propose that there's two reasons that they are rejoicing. And the first reason is because this is a miraculous birth. They're rejoicing because Elizabeth, who is far past childbearing age, has come to give birth to a child. And they're rejoicing in God's mercy to her in her barrenness. The second thing I want to propose is that they are rejoicing because children are worth rejoicing in. Christopher Hook he, he spoke on this uh, in, in, in a written work called Childbirth or Woman's Lecture. And so he's just describing uh, the work of God in childbearing. And he references Psalm 127 verse 3 that children are a, an inheritance from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. So they're to be rejoiced in. And one of the interesting things he says here is that uh, the, the knowledge of this doctrine is necessary for those who take the greatest possible delight in their children, but do not appreciate the depth of this blessing. They perceive it not to be a blessing from the Lord, but rather they take it as a natural and ordinary work of nature. In doing so, they not only rob the Lord of the honor and thanks that are due to him, they also deprive themselves of that inward joy that the godly experience when they realize that the Lord has a special regard for them. And so uh, I think they're, they're rejoicing not only in the miraculous nature, but the miraculous nature has taken what is ordinary and made it re- miraculous. And what I mean by that is that every birth is a gift from God. Ecclesiastes 11.5 says, As you do not know the way the Spirit comes to the bones in the womb of a woman with child, so you do not know the work of God who makes everything. We don't know. We don't know exactly how the Spirit comes to be united to the body. But we do know that God makes everything. And so every child is a gift from God. And so... uh, We often take that for granted. We think it's just a process of nature. But the miraculous nature of John's birth to Elizabeth is a reminder that God works miracles, even in what typically seems ordinary. And so uh, what we can take from this is to rejoice in the work of God, both in the miraculous moments and in the ordinary moments. And so, oh God, we pray 
prayer of praise for your incredible working in the ways we typically take for granted. You work miracles every single day. You are the one who is in control of all things at all times and all places, and you are working on behalf of your people and for your glory. And so we just ask that you would open our eyes to see you working in ordinary things like the regular natural processes of childbirth, would we see them for the miracle that they are? And then would we rejoice in that blessing that you give to us who are parents? And so we just ask that you would help us to appreciate your working and your ways and that we would rejoice along with the people here in Luke 158. And they're rejoicing because of your great work in the life of Elizabeth And they're rejoicing because you work in all ways as well. And so we just ask that you would help us to see it clearly. It's Christ's name we ask this. Amen. That is Luke chapter 1 verse 58.